0: G'day, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for StockEd. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Now we're talking Explorers, but we're talking about one that's made a a big discovery two years ago and they've uh, brought it home, as it were, with an initial resource estimate. We're talking about Lefroy Exploration. code is LEX, trading at around 23.5 cents for a market cap of $38 million dollars. And I think when you uh, hear the story here, you'll see that uh, market cap to be quite modest for what, uh, what they've got on the books now. The, uh, we're talking about the flagship Burns project in the Eastern Goldfields, about 70 uh, Ks southeast of Kalgoorlie. And I don't want to steal all his thunder, so we won't waste any time today. I'll introduce Wade Johnson, the MD. G'day, Wade. How are you? Yeah,
1: g'day, Barry. Very well, and uh, great to be back um, talking to you about the, uh, the Burns discovery.
0: All Now, you started drilling there back in January 21. You had the, uh, the first uh, discovery hole in February, that, uh, the following February. Now, here we are, first uh, 4th of May this year. You've announced uh, near on half a million-ounce gold resource with uh, good amounts of copper, silver, and some other elements. Tell us the story. What have you got with this maiden MRE?
1: Yeah, thanks, Barry. I mean, it's a fabulous discovery. I think a fabulous discovery. For a couple of reasons, I think you know, number one, it's something new uh, in the Eastern Goldfields. It's copper gold. I think everyone thinks about Kalgoorlie with the, the gold and nickel. We found gold and copper, and I think number two is the the style of mineralization. And, and one key, the key thing is this is an archaean, which is it's very old. It's two point six billion years old. It's a porphyry style mineralization. So we've got copper gold plus the silver plus the uh, cobalt and some molybdenum. In this porphyry style mineralisation um, outside of Kalguilby, which is which is amazing, and I think, it, I think as we've spoken before, as a, as a geologist that's been in the Eastern Goldfields all these years, thirty years of doing exploration, to come across this style of uh, deposit, um, which it is now, and the style of mineralisation is uh, truly remarkable, and I think it's a fantastic credit to the exploration team for the exploration journey we've been on over the last
0: two years. Mm. So we'll just run through some figures. 43 million tonnes at 0.36 grams a tonne gold and 0.14% copper. Uh, Silver credits, uh, quite decent silver credits there as well. Now, I think in the eastern states we appreciate these porphyries a bit more because we've got uh, Cadia in New South Wales there in the Fold belt plus um, the North Parks and a few other large-scale but low-grade, high-tonnage sort of operations. So these things can make serious money. I think uh, Cadia is probably... well. I'm sure it is the most profitable gold mine in Australia after it counts its copper credits. So is this a similar sort of story you're getting onto here?
1: Yeah, that's correct, Barry. I think even back to 2021, when we first made the discovery, and we're looking, we did a lot of diamond drilling those those early um, early part of the system and and, and looking to work out what this is. Um, And we started to look at analogies around around the world, including Australia. Yes, one of those was uh, you know, what we call the Macquarie Arc where Cadia um, is situated. We we're looking at other examples in particularly Canada because we we're looking at these Archean or these 2.6 billion-year-old rocks. Remember, for your listeners, uh, the Macquarie Arc where Cadia is and it's 440 million years, so that's pretty young. Mm. Uh, it's in a porphyry system and it's big, it's huge, and it even... In the rest of the core you've got um, other discoveries further north that uh, Alcane is having success with, with odor and Kaiser. But I think, yeah, we've found this porphyry style mineralisation. Yes, it's low-grade, but um, it's got the large tonnage. It's analogous to, to I think, what we see, the style mineralisation and the, and the bulk tonnage, uh, for example, like Cadia. We've also looked at examples we've seen in, in the Abitibi Belt of Canada, We've also looked at examples, um, what's called the Golden Triangle in British Columbia, the porphyry systems. They're big, large tonnage, uh, low to modest grade. Um, but the style of the system, the size of them, uh, the economies of scale, they do make a lot of money and they have a long life. So we think we've found the first one in Western Australia. We think it's got the, the, the uh, we've just sort of laid the foundation, so to speak with this discovery at Burns Central, we think it can grow substantially larger.
0: Mm. I was just going to ask about that. This is very much for uh, Burn Central, Central being the key. It's uh, in the central part of the strike you have there. But um, in your announcement of the half million ounces uh, MRE, you did talk about huge potential upside, lateral, and at depth. Were you talking about Burn Central there or were you talking more regionally?
1: No, we were talking there, um, Barry, that's... Uh, we. we provide an expiration target, and that was um, generated by both internally within the company and our external consultants, the Measure group. And we worked up that expiration target based on what we see from the geology uh, and some estimates. But basically the, the expiration target we put into that announcement is for targets within Burns Central itself. So it's finding extensions within Burns Central, so it's growing the resource uh, there but also a long strike, particularly to the north. We we know from the drilling, early-stage drilling we've done the last two years to the north at these targets um, called Smithers, Flanders, Skinner and Lovejoy, Mm -hmm. we know we see the similar style of mineralisation. We see the porphyry uh, bodies there, but it's only had a cursory amount of drilling, and only Lovejoy was the one we drilled right up to the north end. Um, That's at least about a kilometre north of Burns. But it shares the same uh, geophysical signature, the geochemistry, the rock types. Um, and that was, a, we think, you know, each of these targets we've generated have the capacity to deliver something at least um, the scale of um, what we found at uh, Burn Central.
0: Mm. So, what was the headline figure in the exploration target?
1: That was uh, 100, 172 million tonnes. So, that's as a range. So, when you do these exploration targets, you have a range. Mm-hmm at all the parameters you and the inputs you put in. So that's the upper end, um, and I think that's not unreasonable. You do some back of the envelope, you know, calculations. You look at what we've delivered at Burn Central. That's the 43 million tonnes. You look at the scale of that, the size of the anomaly, and uh, you look at what we think uh, and we have found to the north at uh, you know the Skinner, the Flanders, and the Lovejoy in particular. We think uh, that system has got the capacity to deliver to those sites of um, size of um, and style of mineralisation to the north.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're getting up into a couple of million ounces there, right?
1: That's correct. If, if all going well and the, the mm-hmm. drilling crews, um, you know, the, the drill bit does the testing. And uh, But I think the, the key thing is we got the confidence uh, from the early stage drilling we did it, perhaps like Lovejoy where we got that copper and gold intersection mm-hmm. right up the very north end on the edge of Lake Randall. I think that, that demonstrates the system is there. We're seeing the copper and gold mineralisation. We're seeing the multiple styles of porphyry that's what, yeah, analogous to what we see at Burn Central. So I think um, we've got the confidence that we, we, we can deliver uh, those scale um, and those size targets that we put into the announcement. Um, so I think it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity. The key, the key message is Burn Central's the start, it's laid the foundation. We've learned so much from doing that drilling in the two years. Um, and, and as I said, it's, there's a lot of science involved. We still have the University of Western Australia involved in doing research. We've had EIS funding from the state government uh, for that 1.2-kilometre hole. So for something brand new um, and a style uh in the eastern goldfields and so close to Calgary, I think it's you know, a credit to the team and a fantastic discovery.
0: Mm, okay. Now, I've noticed this reference to a... Uh, Uh, another anomaly called Neon, located immediately northwest of Lovejoy and about six kilometres north of Burns. What's the evolving story there?
1: Well, Neon, um, a good question, Barry, because Neon was actually discovered by Western Mining back in the early 2000s when they were drilling out on uh, Lake Randall and recognised, I think, the aeromagnetic signature.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: that was in Neon was in our prospectus back in 2016. It was a, a key target for us, but we never had the opportunity in the past, you know, the early days of, of the, the journey of the company to go out and drill it. We did some drilling there um, in the past year. That was air core drilling out in the lake. There was a subtle gold anomalies in the lake from Western mining, both copper and gold. Uh, it was intriguing. We knew there's an island north uh, of Lovejoy called Neon Island, and we've been out to that island. There is subcropping. Porphyry and that porphyry style mineralisation. We drilled neon uh, on wide spaced air core drilling. We recognise we're getting the copper gold anomalies uh, in that system on wide space drilling. That's a big target uh, that's yet to be drilled with any uh, RC and diamond drilling. But we think it's part of a much bigger system. So it's part of the entire what I call the Burns Igneous Complex. So you've got the immediate Burns Central up to Lovejoy; those targets. Yes. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, right up to the northwest, you've still got Neon, and that uh, shares similar copper, gold, and porphyry characteristics to what we see down on the Burns Corridor. And then I think um, beyond that, all those targets are external to the larger Burns intrusion, which in itself, which is on Figure One in our in our announcement, is yet to have any serious drilling to it. So I think. Yeah, you know, we've just scratched the surface with Burns Central. There's there's the 43 million tonnes in the copper gold system. We've got the entire corridor to test, which is the exploration target. And then beyond that, we've got a uh, the regional targets such as neon and the Burns intrusion.
0: Now, one thing I did notice with the uh, Maiden MRE was 75% indicated. So you've obviously punched in a few holes and got a pretty good understanding of uh, the geology now.
1: That's correct, Barry. We recognised, yeah, we, we we needed to do the drilling. So we did the, the RC drilling we did in uh, November and December of last year. That was 40 by 40 RC drilling. So it's a good grid-based drilling. And I think on the basis of that drilling, uh, complemented by the earlier drilling we did back in um, 2021 and the early part of 2022, the RC drilling, the diamond drilling, that's given us the information, the geochemical information, the geological information, that density of drilling has enabled us to get um, a lot of the mineralization uh, and a lot of the resource into that uh, indicator category, which is very important when you want to do scoping studies, et cetera, et cetera, that we've already got it in the bag, so to speak, as indicated. We don't have to come back and do any further drilling to infill or anything like that. We've got it done. Uh, and now the next you know, next growth of Burnt Central is doing that extensional drilling to, to grow the
0: system. All uh, right. I mentioned your... Uh, about 70 k's southeast of Kalgoorlie, there, but you are close to uh, your friends at uh, the St. Ives uh, Telemanny Announce Camp, Goldfields, and uh, not far from uh, Silver Lakes, Daisy Milano, Mount Mung- Munger operations. Um, ideal world, you might be a bit closer to Kalgoorlie, but in terms of locating a, a, a project like this, um, is there any better place uh, than being as close as you are to Kalgoorlie?
1: No, it's a, it's a fantastic location to make a discovery, um, Barry. I mean, the, the back blocks of Kalgoorlie, as I call it, um, you know, for us to get there to do drilling, you know, it takes the rig an hour, an hour and a half to get there. Um, from where we're drilling and where we camp, we can see that the um, the Randall's Mill uh, of Silver Lakes across across the lake in the evenings, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a fantastic location to work in um, and so close to Kalgoorlie. And the Kowgali scene, and uh, as you know, all everyone's out there uh, wanting to dig holes. So it's a it's a fabulous area to be um, to make a discovery.
0: Mm. And I take what well, you can uh, virtually just drive up to the project area.
1: Correct. Yeah, that's um, it's about uh, easy, probably an hour and a half. Good road, good track out to um, out to site. So it's um, easy. basically because where we are sort of surrounded by um lake randall and the discovery most of the discovery sits on on land you know land drilling and, and lake drilling mm-hmm. uh, basically one road or track to get in and one road to get out um unless you want to crawl, uh, walk across the lake of course
0: <laughs> yes now uh, there's an expression people often use after an mre comes out what what is critical mass you think for a development
1: uh i think barry that's a you know it's a, it's a very good question i think um I think yeah, you've, you've got to get that scale. You've got to get the tonnage, um, and obviously the grade. And, and to the north on those other targets, I think is it conceivable we could we could end up with at least two hundred million tons of, of mineralisation. I think it's it's possible if you know, those targets come in with similar, or at least similar grade, and maybe better grade. But um, two hundred million tons, I think, you know, the volume of rock. I think the opportunity for the economies of scale and for mining. Um, yeah, if you can get into a scenario, it's, it's a low strip ratio, that amount of tonnes, and uh, to have a long-life mine yeah, with the 200 million tonnes. So I think yeah, that would be our target to try and yeah, aim for. You know, mm-hmm. The uh, expiration target we've put into the announcement 170. If you add on the 43 million, you're over the, uh, the resource we've got. Then we have yeah, plus 200 million tonnes. So um, it's a big target we've got, but I think you know, the, the team's got the confidence that uh, that's style of and what we've found, we think it's uh, it's it's possible.
0: Yeah. So that sort of scale it would be standalone, obviously, in that part of the world.
1: Correct. That's yeah. that's correct, uh, Barry. But I think one thing we need to, um, and that's in the announcement as well. One key thing we need to do is metallurgy mm-hmm. uh, to understand this mineralisation uh, and domain the system, because uh, we know from the work we've done and that's shown in some of the figures that there is a definite gold-copper zone and there's also a definite gold-rich zone. And maybe in this style of system, and that's what we may discover to the north, can we domain the system better and have an early stage where you can get into to, to gold, extracting gold mineralization first and then um, getting that. Hopefully that's all, all free milling. And then that, um, as you get deeper, you get into the gold-copper zone. So I think, um, yeah, it's a great opportunity for... Um, for a large, I think yet yeah, standalone system.
0: And Wade, there's uh, no better time to be finding gold. What are we talking? Aussie gold, three thousand uh, dollars. Copper still uh, nice and strong at well, three eighty, three ninety <laughs> U.S. a pound. And most people are saying five, six, seven, eight. Take your pick in years to come. Um, two good commodities. Nice to have them in the same deposit. Yeah. Assuming metallurgy works out. <laughs> okay. Yes,
1: yeah, so it's a yeah, it's a fabulous time. I think yeah, with the gold price, and I think the long term gold price, and also. As you know, and your you listeners know, that you know, the demand for, the, for copper is uh, going to be ever-increasing and the price of copper is going to be going out. So it's a, a fabulous time to make a, a gold copper discovery with you know, um, the silver and the cobalt and the uh, molybdenum credits.
0: Mm. Given that you've got an MRE under the belt, sizable too, at uh, knocking on the door of 500,000 ounces, try to explain to me, if you can, the modest market cap of 38 mil.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one, um, Barry, and I and I think one thing it's probably with the burns is uh, for the market uh, and the investors to get to understand what we've found in the Eastern goldfields. I think probably traditionally everyone's thinking of the uh, a traditional Eastern goldfields, what we call originic style mineralization. gold. It's a, you know it's a decent grade, it's a tabular or linear body of mineralization where we have found something completely different. It's mm. a, porphyry style, it's like you found, like uh, the Cadia Ridgeway style, the parks, uh, deposits such as Red Chris in the British Columbia area. So I think it's um, the market's probably coming to to grips with this style of mineralisation. What we've found is this large tonnage, uh, lower tenor gold copper, plus the silver system in Western Australia. It is something completely new, um, but we believe in it. Um, We've done a lot of research, and that research is ongoing. And I think it's a fabulous discovery that's been, uh, been made in uh, in Western Australia.
0: Mm. Yeah, well, I guess it, it suffers from a lack of comparison in this market because K is holed up inside Newcrest, and it's not like uh, it's you know people understand what's going on. Say the super pit. although Newcrest reports quarter in quarter out that uh, you know uh, production costs are, after copper credits are less than zero, and let's not forget Newmont of the uh, the US are uh, trying to take Newcrest over, and Kadia is the, the flagship asset. So I guess over time, people get a better understanding, particularly as you add uh, more tonnes.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, Barry. I think uh, for your listeners to understand, it, if you look at the two biggest gold mines in West in, in Australia are Cadia uh, and uh, Boddington.
0: Yeah.
1: Kadia, as we know, is, yep, yeah, it's a porphyry. It's in Ordovician in Rocks, which are, which are uh, 440 million years old. It's been going for a long time, and it makes a lot of money for Newcrest. And then on the other side of you know, Australia, we've got uh, Boddington, which is a, it's, um, uh, whichever style of mineralization but does have that porphyry style mineralization as well. So it's another one. It's Archean age. Yeah? It's got that 2.6, 2.7 billion year old rocks. Um, but your two biggest gold mines in, in Australia come from bulk tonnage, uh, low tenor gold copper systems. So um, I think, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what we're, we're trying to look at.
0: There's another one that people forget about, Boddington, uh, biggest or second biggest mine in Australia because it's owned by Newmont, yeah? Correct. Yeah. So, so, again, it's not that local ASX focus on it. Okay. All right. So now we get to the point where if you could, Wade, bring it all together and give people a feel for what they should be looking out for as uh, the rest of the year unfolds and how you advance this project to a, um, something special.
1: Right, thanks, Barrett. No, as we've noted in the in the ASX release, I think uh, the key is for us to to really expand on what you know. We've laid the foundation with Burn Central. We've got the forty three million tonnes. The market has obviously been waiting, you know, since we made that discovery hole back in um, January February two thousand and twenty one. Our next stage of you know the journey of this is to obviously we need to do the metallurgy to, to prove to the market that you, you can recover these metals from the from the ore. And then to significantly expand the system. And I think that is achievable within six months or by the end of the year. We get in there, and do the drilling, particularly at Burns Central, the other targets, Smithers, Flanders, Skinner, all the way out to Lovejoy um, to demonstrate and show this is a, ma- a major system. And I think also behind the scene, part of that work is going to be going up to Neon and also the Burns intrusion, right. just to show that there is further mineralization there to show. So at least show Burns Central all the way to Lovejoy, there's the, uh, we can, can we deliver the 200 million tonnes of copper gold minimisation, and then show that beyond that, we've got the neon and we've also got the burn Central. So it's, it's a big year ahead.
0: Yeah. Well, you've uh, had a big couple of years, really. Um, one of the biggest um, gold, well, we'll just focus on the gold, one of the biggest gold discoveries we've seen in the, the last two years, that's for sure. All inside a $38 million market cap company, but... Uh, Wade's just gives us uh, the roadmap there to uh, see things change in a coming months. So with that, Wade, well done. Thanks for your time today. We'll be watching with interest.
1: Yeah, thanks very much, Barry, and uh, thanks very much to your listeners as well. Thank you.
0: Cheers.